You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. That's my um, fanfare. <laughs> Very nice. It's a. Uh, Yay! It's uh, Sunday, January the 11th, 2009. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to after the show. That's right. One year old today. So it's Sunday, January the 11th, 2009. This is after the show number 52. So we've been doing this for one year exactly today. Um, Not sure if it was the same date, but it's been 52. It was Sunday, this Sunday, last time. (laughs) Golden Globe Sunday. I guess it was Golden Globe Sunday last year. It probably was. Don't remember. Anyway, um, this week, apart from aside from it being our birthday show, we're actually going to be doing a couple of special things. First off, we're going to be running down our top five... Well, not first off, but this is our extra things after the review. Uh, we're going to be doing our top five 2008 movie recommendations from the movies that were reviewed in 2008. And then we're also going to be looking forward to... The big movies of 2009 that will be out on DVD and in the theatres this summer. Um, Funny how you say DVD first. (laughs) Instead of out in the theatres and a DVD. And we're also going to have a contest which is tied in with today's movie review, which we'll talk about the movie review first. We're going to be reviewing the movie Death Race. Correct. I was going to say Death Race 2000, but it's not Death Race nope. 2000. Even though we just saw Death Race 2000, this will be confusing. It's not Death Race anything, it's just Okay, Death so it's Death Race. The movie Death Race. It's uh, unrated. a 2008 movie. Well, it's unrated and theatrical version on the same disc. So, But we did watch the unrated version. It's a 2008 movie. It was released on DVD and Blu-ray disc on Sunday, December the 21st. So a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's from our friends at Universal, and you're going to tell us what it's about, and maybe we'll slip in some because we did watch both versions. Yes. No, no, we didn't. We didn't watch both versions of Death Race. We watched Death Race and the original Death Race. Death 2000. Race 2000. Right. Death Race is a prison movie where Jason Statham's character is put in prison for killing his wife. He happens to be a race car driver in this prison that is owned by a private corporation because in 2012, the world economy has collapsed and crime is crazy and the government's crumbling, apparently. We don't see a lot of the outside world in this. uh, In fact, that whole, uh, what you just talked about, it's it's actually explained in about three lines of text. Yeah, it's bam, 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 bam. You get the whole picture. And now he's in prison and the, the prison has an internet death race that they... Um, broadcast. People can subscribe. And it basically is reality TV with, like, death. Because the object is to win five races. And in the process, you kill ever all of your competition with these big mega post-apocalyptic kind of vehicles. And if you win five races, you get released. Which is very comforting. Because... Yeah, you know, to let, what, no matter what you did, no if you're good at racing, you can go back and do it And, again. of course, it is, in comparison... If we're going to compare it at all to the original Death Race 2000, and I'm not going to compare them because I think they're completely different, but the underlying theme in both is the hunger of the public for outrageous 
quote-unquote reality, violence, etc., and the greed of those in power who want to keep that audience happy and rake in the bucks at the same time, and some political disrupt, um, political commentary at the same time. But it's not really, no, it's no heavy... No, it's I mean, action. it is, when you think about it. It actually is, but it's masked with all this other fluffy stuff, so... And that's it. Good night. <clears throat> Good night. Da, 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 da. Okay, so... That's um, it for our anniversary show. I want to go... Uh, for the big show. First on this one, uh, Death Race 2000 was a... The original version from 1975 was um, a big... Oh, that was 1972. 1975. Okay. Which was a bit... I'm looking right Which was a favorite uh, in my house when I was a young child. Um... How appropriate. I'll talk about... Well, we we got a VCR um, recorder around about... See, a I didn't, VCRR? Huh? A VCRR? We said VCR yeah. recorder. So we got a video recorder, as they called in Britain. Um, one of those big tank-like ones where you press yep. the top thing down. And we rented it from a company called Granada. People in England would be like, oh yeah, Granada. We rented it from them. And it was the type that came with a remote control that had a wire. Yep. Like, like yeah, just plugged a wire. And the wire was never long enough to get no, to your No, it was seat. like, yeah, just like, <laughs> lean like that. But anyway, uh, off topic there. We rented one of those. And this wasn't in 1975, obviously. This was like early 80s when video recorders were starting to become popular. Um, and we had three movies. One was The Warriors on videotape. No, four movies. One was The Warriors, which we've you've seen. I've seen. Mm-hmm. One was The Wanderers, which was similar to The Warriors, but in the 1950s. It was like oh, a, I haven't seen that one. You probably should, but after seeing Death Race 2000 today, and my... Uh, maybe not. Okay. The Wanderers was a 1950s gang kind of movie. The Exorcist. And the fourth movie was actually... Okay, there was... Uh, Actually, five movies. There was Death Race 2000. And there was a movie called, which I don't know if anybody else has seen this movie, but I have seen it probably 50 times, The Northville Cemetery Massacre. It's not a horror movie. It's about, um, what are they called? Uh, Hell's Angels. Right. Okay, so we had all those movies. Those were m- movies... We basically had five movies for about two years, so you can imagine. And how this many... included Death Race Two Thousand. Death Race Two Thousand, was... right? No, I did, but um, we basically had five movies for about two years. So Death Race Two Thousand, I watched a lot of times. Um, I the have parental re... supervision in this house wasn't very strong, not very was good, it? No. Mm. no, not very good. So I had um, fond memories of it, and today was the first time I've seen it in probably twenty years, and the memories that probably were better because it, it's not good is it no I mean it's bad like it's bad but it's great it's bad <laughs> but the best thing you've probably and I've never seen, seen it till today so so for me I remembered every single word they said but in my mind everything was a little bit better than it was I, why is that what, what's all about you know I don't know I think I only have very like, few movies that don't do that to me Wizard of Oz, probably. Wizard of Oz, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, etc. Well, this one, everything about it was like you were thinking, worse than I thought. Who were, who were you thinking? Oh my god! Yeah, well, when you're a kid, you're kind of stupid, and like that <laughs> is like the most 
Because, like, you're a boy, for instance. You're not a boy. I'm a boy. <laughs> I've got access to this cool movie where, where like, there's this there's this race across America in these cool cars and they're killing people across they the... They run world. over people's heads and... But anyway, that was a... We've taken a detour from the... Mm. Um, but anyway, that... I have it's fun, all part of, I think, well, the experience I, I, of Death Race. Yeah, well, I was getting... I, was, I have fun memories of Death Race 2000. You know, it's... It, and today I realise that the reality is not as good as the memory, as in a lot of things. But... So... I had hopes, you know, for Death Race when I saw it, it was Death Race, and I thought, yes, this is like a, you know, a remade death or a reimagining of Death Race 2000, which it kind of isn't, it kind of isn't, but it, you know, like, um, Jason Statham, like him, movie, thought it was really well made, thought it was really well done, but actually kind of boring in parts. I agree completely. And it was really high octane all the time. Yeah, and there were some well, scenes where the action's going so long. It, it, the action at the beginning of a, a sequence is intense and the sound is there and you're like, oh, cool. And you're watching like, oh, yeah, what's going to happen to that car? And the, the camera works really cool. And then you get anesthetized to it after it about is, three minutes. Too much you're like, okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to at least a scene where somebody's talking to each there's other. There's hardly any scenes of... There's hardly any, like plot forward in it's like these little bits but once the races kick in there's literally no dialogue is there it's just racing like you know oh i feel like there's quite a bit there's a bit of like banter from the pit line and stuff yeah i think that's the see but um, i'm not saying i don't like this movie because death Death race is good um the people are in it are good and the actual way it's made is really good i did get a vibe of the old one as i was watching it and we hadn't seen the old one at that point, because we watched it after it. Um, but I just thought that once the race sequences kicked in, they were exciting for a couple of minutes, and then they just lose their um, steam or something, you know? Yeah, because you see you see the end of each sequence. You know I mean? The premise of the movie is, and the premise of the race is, you have three days, and the, the fa- race is in three phases. In the first phase, basically you want to eliminate all your competition with bombs and... Um, you get weapons. And one thing I liked about it was how they incorporated, like, video games into the Death Race. Yeah, that because was really good. in the ground, they have these, like, embedded um, things, like a weapon, uh, defensive and offensive weapons, and they're lit up. And if you drive over them with all four of your tires with all the weight on the ground, then you're given the power in your vehicle and to use your weapons. Don't you think that was weird? I was playing Wipeout HD just before it on the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah, and what you, you have to do over. on that game is drive over yeah, power Yeah, you drive over, and that's what it is. You're driving over power-ups. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, that, and it worked well. It wasn't, like, obnoxious to me. I, I thought that, oh, that's a good way to integrate that sort of mentality. And, and, and a lot of what I thought when I was watching this movie was I would probably, I really liked it, but I would have felt differently about it if I was about 18 to 22 years old. And I was a male. Oh, yeah, because, for sure. That's, oh my that's God. who it's aimed at. Yeah, and I, I mean, I enjoy it. I love seeing the... This is the third semi-truck we've seen in action. I won't say what it does or anything like that. But, I mean, I love seeing big action sequences and the car And this is really an good. action-packed movie. I mean, it's literally start-to-finish action. Um, To me, I disagree. There's so a lot of stop there's points. There's three main races in the movie. And those races actually last... a fair amount of time so if you really want a movie where these cars racing each other a lot yeah and not just racing each other these it's kind of like wacky races on um, um i don't see any wackiness 
Well, it's yeah, what serious. I'm saying is... It's like even, Mad Max. No, what, what I'm getting at with that quote is Wacky Races, Dastardly and Motley, they had all kinds of booby traps to mm. foil. And that's what this is. This is really, you know, the cars are equipped with Smoke weird booby traps and, and things that drop down on the floor. And, there's, and then there's also stuff implemented into the race by the powers that be, like weird obstacles that you can't, like death traps and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. It so, kind of reminded me of In Doomsday, the movie that we watched during this year. It had a lot of a vibe of Doomsday to me. Mm-hmm. Like, not as good and creepy. But. No, but it not not the creepy part, but just the way where it, like the time it was set or whatever, like it, like that kind of future, just just a little bit worn out. Like yeah. everybody's hyped up and kind of like an amped kind of future. I disagree that it has any resemblance whatsoever to the original. Now that well, I've I just think it has a vibe of it. Like, and, I, and I disagree. And, you know, there was obviously... There was a cool scene where, in the original, where um, each driver has a beautiful female... Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call them? Uh, navigator. Right. In the original um, 1975 version. And there's a scene where David Carradine is playing Frankenstein driving and he tells her to go and fix something in the back of the car and she's hanging out of the car like trying to fix it. Right, climbing. Now they paid homage to that in the new movie. Yep. It was lost on me even though I know the first movie but once we watched I was like, oh yeah, that's why they did that. So they had a hot chick hanging out. So he's Jason Statham's driving the car and there's a hot chick hanging out the window banging the engine with a spanner to try and get it to work. The you gun. Know. The gun, yeah. To unblock the gun. Right. So there was little... Pay off, you know, and obviously um, Roger Carman, who didn't direct the original, but he was heavily involved. It's classed as one of his movies if you look at the. He was involved in this one a lot as the producer, executive producer. Right. Um, so I thought it did. I thought it had the vibe, but it was obviously very modern version. Yeah, and I just disagree completely. The old one is kind of is wacky and campy and um, extra preachy behind it's very, what's going it's on. Very 70s too, very really. 70s, very, um, just, it's very 70s, very... I said Benny Hill. Let's just say that the original actually stars Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine. It's Correct. Not that they were stars at the time. I mean, I gotta look up that chick, because I, I know I've seen her before. But well, not that they were stars at the time. It was before they became stars. But when you watch it now, you're like, wow, it's Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine, but... But then you go, oh, but they're doing it's really Sylvester bad work. Stallone, yeah. <laughs> but I like them both. Know. I enjoyed them both, and I think equally. In fact, what I liked about the old one, we'll say, okay, Death Race two thousand. What I liked about it was that I I can't put my finger on why it's enjoyable to see. Not because it's a seventies movie, but it's sort of like they're trying really hard. To make a statement, right? And yet it's kind of like cut and paste. Everything's really cheesy. The little explosions are really small and like crappy. And yet you get it. You get what's happening. They're trying to eliminate this driver. And yet it's real like amateurish. Yeah, oh yeah But it's, it's, not, it's not, you know? Well, it's I mean, really it's amateurish. Um, Death Race 2000 is shoestring budget. Really bad. It's bad, isn't it? It's got a wide scope, though. Lots of It does have an epic feel, de- doesn't it? Yeah, because a lot of yeah. desert shots and all that kind of stuff. Now, the the new one, Death Race, I think I like it. The music's right there. You know, it's appropriate. It's typical, though. And I got a little bit of, like... I think I'm, I'm a fan of prison kind of stuff. And I got a strong vibe of... And I don't know why and at what point. 
I figured it out. But I thought, yeah, you know what? I can understand someone's mentality in that in that situation. Um, in prison for murder, whether you did it or not, you're at the end of your rope. Would would people be pushed to this kind of crazy death mongering? And I thought, yeah, probably they would. I've got to say about the new one as well. The actual plot is pretty pedestrian. It's like pedestrian's a good word. Like you know, like okay, Forced. we've got to have this situation, so what can we do to get in, get them in this situation? It feels like that from the very beginning. Yeah, and it's very brooding, and it would it yeah. very appeals to, like, the, the man who's brooding been pushed man. down so much. and but put- Even the message at, at the end, you know, when he's... Mm-hmm. The message that he conveys in the dialogue, in the narration over the top, even that message is aimed at like young men who are... Yes, exactly. You know? It's trying to be inspirational yeah. and trying to be... Which is good. It is, but it's funny how it's, it's kind of tucked in told, yeah. It's funny how it's tucked in amongst like people's heads being ripped off. And, yes. You know, this movie's pretty gruesome and quite violent. It's <laughs> quite violent. Um, there's a lot of good fight scenes, though. I mean, the fight scene when... There's, there's no fight scene better, though, in this new death race than the fight scene between Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and David Carradine in the garage. In the, with the, yep. the little garage in the original. He like, throws uh, a plastic bucket at him. And... He throws a, yeah, throws a plastic bucket at his head. And then he <laughs> falls on the floor and spits a load of red paint out. That's really bad. It's like, the, the blood, blood in, in the Death Race like, 2000. It's like... Like, it's like Roger Carman and the director said, like, can you go and get us some blood? And they came back from Lowe's and they said, they actually don't have burnt red. They only have, like, pale pink or, well no it's crazy bright, bright <laughs> this red this weird colour like, this weird colour that's not blood yeah, it was, and it looks like acrylic paint and too. they use it on every death scene so. yeah, somebody gets like a like the front of a car in the legs and the whole jeans are covered in paint all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. it's really weird but anyway that fight between Carradine and Sylvester Stallone in the original it's worth the price of the DVD for it because it's just so I think so it's and, and, and another noteworthy uh, piece in the original is Sylvester Stallone eating crepes or whatever oh it is. <laughs> the, it's like it's like he lost he's all his a, motor he's got skills. Got like cream up on his nose and on all his fingers. Like there's he's got a Neanderthal. Plus, there's absolutely no reason for it. It's like what, what's going on? Just I, to show him as like an idiot. I said I guess. to you, like, what, why does he keep missing his mouth when he's eating? It's all over his face. But anyway, we're not talking about that movie. But it seems that movie's. That movie's definitely worth a watch. When you watch them both in the same day, <laughs> it's funny how that one has more of an impact. It was definitely the it best. It has more personality. And it was definitely the best day ever to choose to actually watch it. Because we've had that movie for a while. We just oh, never perfect. watched it. Because we watched Death Race. It was over. And I said, oh, we should watch Death Race 2000 sometimes. And I went to the bathroom. I went to Subway. No, I went to the bathroom. Came out of the bathroom. And there you were. You're like, hey, look what I have. <laughs> you have the DVD in your hand. And I'm like, I'm going to Subway. And I'm going to get it. And then we're going to watch the movie. And we did. So that was perfect. Yeah, so, but yeah, the, this new, you know, the new version is very typical of new movies. There's heavy metal music, there's rap music, there's a shaky gritty. camera a lot. Yeah. In, in fact, they use that technique even where the camera's, you know, where it goes in and out. Like, yeah. They use that all the time, MTV-ish. You know, the director has obviously made video game style movies in the past. He's a video gamer, I've read, I've read about him. 
it has that vibe. People who like the games and stuff would love this movie. Yeah, it's very amped up. And I like it. I really like it. I, I think... Um, I like it, but what, well, I think we agree that you get worn down I think, in the long I do think that. I think I, the only thing wrong with it, because I enjoyed it overall. In fact, I'd watch it again. That's, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it's definitely... I would definitely put that one in and watch it again. It's fun to watch. The only thing is that it's just... There are three races during the movie, and each one probably lasts 15 minutes to 20 minutes, maybe, maybe you know, round about that time. And it's a little bit too long. It's kind of like you can only watch so many times when cars swerve around a corner and yeah. knock into each other and swerve around a corner and knock into a wall and swerve around a corner. And then it and gets then to it a gets point to the where beefy. they do something cool. Yeah, something and that beefy. part's cool, yeah? Right. But the swerving around the corner, like you say, and the close-up of Jason Statham and... You and, know. you know, there were too many one-liner things for yeah, Which me. seems very standard for any action movie nowadays, right? No, no, we've seen a few that don't have those recently. And that was one of those I felt it was inappropriate. Because you start off on a note of um, a murdered wife and an abandoned kid and um, being thrown in a horrible prison in the future when the co- economy has collapsed. And then you have cocksucking Swingin saying little one-liner quibs and it just didn't fit right and i thought it was like a it? little bit too much everything else is already lowest common denominator we got big tits we got big nice butts we got sexy girls we got fast cars we got shit blowing up we got murder we got rapping we got prison we don't need the funny one-liner jokes and in the original we have got um an uh an narrator telling us that babies are worth yeah, forty points and old age pensioners. You know. No, babies are worth seventy. Yeah, in the original, in the original, we oh, 40, must explain right. because there is the difference is in the original. The race is first off not round a track across country, and second off, you get points along the way for killing people. Hence, death race. Yeah, that's why they're totally different. Yeah, actually. well, the original I always thought was a genius concept, and when I was a kid and I watched it. And when it was euthanasia day at the hospital. Oh my god! When I okay, this is my first time watching this movie, right? And okay, we're watching it, and then all of a sudden, and the common the news, the TV people are, are explaining in quite, quite a lot of glee that toddlers are worth forty points, teenagers are worth this many, old people are worth the most of all. There were seventy points. Okay, and then you get going, and then all of a sudden you see these nurses pushing old people out into like the little driveway of a hospital. And here comes Frankenstein and his navigator, and he's like, "What is what?" She's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's euthanasia day at the, at the <laughs> old folks' home," and then, meaning he's going to plow through the old people. Who there's one on a gurney, there's one in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's funny as hell. <laughs> but anyway, we won't spoil that. But yeah, oh my that, God. that's the original, by the way. If you yeah, the the premise of each movie is a hundred percent different. There is not a remake here. It's not a remake in any sense of the word whatsoever, except the words death race. Yeah, exactly. The new one is set in a prison. It's about a man needing to get out of prison, and his only way out is by doing this death race with other prisoners, and in the process, you have to kill all of your competition. In the original, it's just a race across country like Cannibal Run, except in this one, you run people down and you get points. It's like the X-rated Cannonball Run, really. Like mm-hmm. a R-rated. R-rated, yeah, not X-rated. There's no sex. There's some, <laughs> there are some, some unnecessary titties in that one. It's like, the 70s. Yeah. You know what? I've thought about this. Okay, this is off topic, but I'll be very brief. I was raised watching movies, not this one particular, but similar, where women got a smack. Oh, I did Women too. got, had their titties out. They had some weird, like, 
um, cat fight for no reason where men would just dismiss them and shove them aside. Constant. I mean, every if you think about I've been watching a lot of old TV shows and stuff. <laughs> I just, and it's like, how I just, did that um, form part of who I am? Death, like, Race two th- Death Race 2000, the original, I just had the thought of like, <laughs> when Stallone just punched the woman right in the face. And then that was it. Like, matter of factly. <laughs> yeah, like, And then she's up. like, and then the next thing you see, she's all, like, can't yeah. be funny with him again. I'm and just like... There was a lot of that in the 70s. It yeah, was and almost I'm 41, like, and I was raised with that. Constantly. Every, that, if you think about it, every Burt Reynolds movie, every... Oh, yeah, they're all, like, all of Clint them. Eastwood movies. Clint Eastwood... Like. But, uh, but anyway, the, the new death race that we're talking about, there is no punching women in the face, let's no. just say that. <laughs> no, in fact, I like the women. It's a bit more PC. I didn't like Joan Allen's character, but obviously she was the warden and she had her own motivation. But, um, she's the head of the corporation or whatever, and uh, she wants ratings and money, and she's evil. And I actually think that it was actually a good... Because, obviously, um, the director was a fan of the original, because he, you know, like, had a fondness for it. So I, I like the way they didn't just do that. Yeah, exactly. Because wh- when I learned about this movie, and I said to you, oh, I like Death Race 2000, so I'm looking forward to seeing a remake of it and then i saw the trailer for the remake and they were going around a track like nascar and i said well that's not death race because they were going across country that's what i really like the adventure of it so i thought that that was going to ruin it for me but once you'd got inside the prison and got it there's a bit there's a bit of a prison movie along with the race isn't it yeah. you know like uh, the typical them sat eating the lunch together and fights breaking out and that kind of yeah. stuff so that once it got into that vibe, the race actually really worked, I thought. so. That was my only other negative about it. I actually felt it was a bit claustrophobic. When they're talking about the collapse of the economy that had happened and that this is why crime was so rampant and all this stuff. But we get no sense of that in the world whatsoever. You never see, you only see in the beginning when he's got his job at the steel mill and it's closing mm. down. And that gives you a hint of that, the sort of, like, tension that's in the world. But then I, I wanted to see, just like in the in Death Race 2000, I wanted to see this weird futuristic world where everything's falling they apart. Definitely, you don't see any of that. No, but they definitely tried to inject a little political stuff I don't in, in homage to the first one. I, I wanted to see, like, in Death Race, this is the new one. Um, you know how they're doing this internet feed and everybody you know I wanted to see like bars full of people who are like yeah you never saw that. I, didn't I wanted to see like an old lady sitting at her house on her like on the Truman show it. yeah something I know that sounds really boring and, and like but Maybe if, you did, if you did like two or three seconds of it I would get more of a sense of the or even, connection to everybody even here's a good um, one so, you know, when it, you say, like, like on the Truman Show, it shows you, like, the old lady People sat on the couch it. watching. Or, the reason or even, for this Because feed. this is such a big thing. This exactly. is There's millions of people watching it. How about, like, it cuts to, like, a football stadium with, full of people with a big screen and they're all watching it. You know, like, so it shows you how... Because right. the only way they convey... You don't understand the fever Well, the only it. way they convey to you the fever of it is they say, there's 10 million subscribers exactly. right now. So you're they just like, okay, that. okay, 10 million people are watching it, but... I don't get a it doesn't feeling connect, for does it? No. Yeah, I don't get a feeling for the the sort of like the fever people have for this. And is it really where people are out there in the world just like hungry you know, for this? You know, wearing t-shirts and the caps and the merchandise. Yeah, that sounds and... really corny when no, we talk I, I would about like, it. But that. I think it would have made a little more sense in terms of like probably, the scope. I didn't get the scope. Uh, and it was probably budget to keep it within a Yeah. You know. But um I really, really liked... There's one part in the movie, in the new Death Race, where they show you the credit sequence for the actual Death Race TV show, internet stream, whatever. Yeah, it's good. 
and it's like it's done in the real slick like WWE totally kind of a NASCAR even obnoxious. shows you <laughs> yeah obnoxious but it shows you the guy and the girl sat on the car and then the 3D logo comes in behind them and there's a booming voice over the top saying last year he scored three points you know like yeah it's like frighteningly real and it, and and then it goes like and if you want to see all this action you can just subscribe now and it's uh, how much was $99. it Nin- 99 dollars each day or 250 dollars if you two, want to subscribe to all 250 dollars for three races or 99 dollars yep. each and i just felt that that whole sequence while it's cheesy and obnoxious just sealed the whole thing like because i was like Okay, people are willing to pay this amount of money. Right, and though that's one step towards seeing that how how big a deal this is on the outside yeah, world. Exactly. Let's see a little bit of the outside. World. I, I mean, you can't go back and you, you almost it, felt like there wasn't an outside world a lot of the time. Oh, totally. Even don't want to spoil anything, but even in the outside world, you didn't feel like there was much more no. going on <laughs> apart from the people that we know. Yep, exactly. Like, it was never really so. That's just... It's probably a budgetary thing. Like, it probably... Or one of those things where they say, we just want to get to the chase. We want to cut to the chase. This is about the race. Yeah. That's it. So, and, and it that's worked. Fair. But I, the, the slick presentation thing, that part, while it's, like, really cheesy and low common denominator, I felt when that came on, I was like, wow, this really... Instead of just these, seeing these cars on this thing, I feel like this is a real thing now, like a program, you know? And when I was thinking... And then I thought to myself, would I pay $100? <laughs> to tune in and watch something like that. And I don't know. I, I in you know, in 10 years time, something like that might be real. No, it won't. No, I'm not saying exactly <laughs> I'm not saying exactly like that, but I'm saying, you know, we have things like gladiators on TV, right? Which is I don't think anymore, but wrestling Gladiators sure. is back. It's brand new. Mm. There's a new gladiators on. Um But they're not NBC. beating the crap out of each other. They are. It's like really physical, right? But what I'm saying is the the nearest to death race, you know, obviously you can't have death race. Is stuff like well, to me, Ultimate Fighting UFC, Championship, yeah, UFC, uh, but not even wrestling because that's fake. No, U- Ultimate Fighting UFC, Championship. UFC, yeah, no, UFC, and uh, UFC's Ultimate Fighting. Yeah, where you just beat the crap out of your, each other. Well, in the octagon, until you're almost dead. Well, not till you're cage almost. fighting. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. That's when you're really just. But anyway, um, Gladiators on television is the nearest thing to a spectacle kind of like what you know like what I was talking about running man or mm-hmm. that kind of deal you know in a, th- a hundred years time you could have something like that it, it, it could have evolved to and it goes back to Roman times where the gladiators went into the arenas and people paid to watch mm-hmm. it so I think at heart humans we would pay for that yes that's why we watch boxing and you know put it this way if they got all the child molesters from the prison no yes. yeah is this your new um, cha- is this your new network that you're gonna yeah <laughs> well i'm just saying put it this way right people don't like child molesters right they want to see them get what's coming to them probably correct so if you've got all the child molesters and put them in these death race cars for real and then said to people see all these child molesters who are just in prison <laughs> getting fed every day um you know not not going to be killed or anything. They're just in prison for 30 years. They're getting fed every day. If they come out after 30 years, they might do it again. Well, see these guys. We're going to put them in these cars and they're going to kill each other. I think people would sanction it. You reckon? I think the average Joe in public would say, yeah, go ahead, let them do that. That'll be funny. I- I'll watch that. I don't think so. I think there's a line that you can say that, but that's just too uncivilized. I think, I think 
My my personal view is I think humans are pretty uncivilized. I think there's a percentage, but no, I think people understand there's a line. In my opinion, I think you'd get a high percentage of people saying yes. I don't I would think like. it'd be a high percentage. Well, I have my own opinion. My opinion is <laughs> you're wrong. I just said in my opinion. In my opinion, <laughs> um, I think a high percentage of people would watch that. If you have feedback on this topic, I please send it. it to ascoli at ascoli.com. And I would also watch it. I would watch them get their Or leave comments when he posts this podcast on the website. I would actually watch. How wrong he is. To be honest, I would actually watch pedophiles just get killed. Oh my god. On TV. I would pay for that. Because they shouldn't be... Yeah, but that doesn't mean people should be able to watch them get killed. I'm not saying you should be able to watch it. I'm just trying to compare it to this movie. Like, because what this movie is doing is showing you that people are paying to watch these criminals kill each other, right? Who've done whatever. Murdered, raped, whatever they did. In real life, that could be... So you're trying to justify it by using people who are so loathed by society that that makes it acceptable. And then the next step is, we won't just... We've killed all the pedophiles. We've killed... Let's go on to murderers. Let's go on to rapists. Let's go on to people who... Um, sold drugs. Let's go on to people who stole a car. Now let's move on to people I don't think who I said all that, no. broke into the... I'm saying, though, that's kind of like... I, I was saying, like, that, you know... You're going to run out of pedophiles. And then no, I, I don't think you will run out of them, unfortunately. <laughs> you won't. Have you, have you seen... I think to, we've degenerated. Have you seen To Catch a Predator? We've degenerated. Six, have you seen To Catch a Predator? Six different ones walk into that house every week. There's plenty, billions of them. So, um, yeah, they could have it, actually, as a footnote on the To Catch a Predator show. When they, you know, when the when the guys have gone in, he's like, "I'm Chris Hansen, blah blah blah," and then he goes, "Just step outside, the officers will greet you, and you'll be in the death race." Now, how about just a cage fight? That's what I'd like to see. Just let them beat the crap out of each other. So you're you're getting down to that level now. That's <laughs> because of you. I'm You've drugged me down. <laughs> but anyway, um, so let's move on to the cast of this movie. Uh, the the leading man is Jason Statham, as Jensen Ames. Um, I really like Jason Statham. I've watched him since Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, probably the first one. I do feel that he's turning into this generation's Steven Seagal mm. slash Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think, but in a good way? or um, crap, In man. a good way, because I like to watch him. But I think if he keeps doing it, because he, he essentially does the same thing, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Now, he does, you know, like when he's in, like I said to you, he's really buff now. Mm-hmm. But when he's in Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels, he was like a little puny guy. So obviously he's created his own. He's he's done Transporter One, Two, and Three, Crank, Crank Two. He's and this, you know, he's Mister Action Man now, isn't he? You know, he gets covered in oil and punches. Yeah, but people. it would suck if he went and did a Kindergarten Cop or a Pacifier. I mean, come on, we've already I, degraded. I, I see that on his agenda. I you really know what I mean. Do. We've taken Vin Diesel. We got. Oh, we can't turn him into Mister Superhero or not Superhero, but um. Action you know that guy, Kindergarten so Cop that you just said. I see that happening with Statham and Pacifier some, with Vin Diesel. Disney will say like you Hulk know, Hogan did. Uh, they the all <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I really like Jason Statham. I think he's got. I think he's a movie star. I think he looks like a movie star. On the, you know what I mean. He's mm-hmm. got presence on the screen. I like his. Would you like to see him in some drama? Yeah, yeah, I would. And I thought he was good in Lock, Stock, which wasn't really an action film, and his no. part didn't call for much action. But um, I like him. I think he really he's got a presence about him. But I feel that if he does this kind of transport a movie forever and a day, like you will just think of him eventually. He'll be that straight to video guy, like 
Mm. You know, like Jean-Claude Van Damme slash Steven Seagal, where you just now go, Steven Seagal's making another movie? I don't care. (laughs) I never cared before. But like me, you know, if you were the kind that did in the 80s when he was big and you were like, I love Steven Seagal movies. By now, you've pretty much out of your fill. I think that could happen to Jason if he doesn't... Well, you know he's listening, so let's hope he well, I also Well, I also know that he's capable of... Um, I mean, he's really good in action roles. Don't get me wrong. He's as good as Bruce Willis is in Die Hard, to me, in these action roles. He really fits See, the Bruce right. Willis is an example of someone who's... Kind who's of, moved over. Yeah, done a kind of a spectrum of things. But yeah, apart from that, I really like Jason Statham. I just feel that, you know... He can do only do a certain amount of this sort of stuff. Vin Diesel only could do a certain amount, and then people kind of went. Maybe that's all he can do. Let's move on. Um, next, per- <laughs> next person. Did you? You didn't mention. Well, no, I like him, but I think I have the same feeling you do. Well, the next person is Joan Allen as Warden Hennessy. I think she's only put in here really as the. In fact, yeah, that's not a secret. She's put in here as the. We need some credible actors in here apart from just no-namers, to give our movie an importance about it. You know, I mean, an important role in there. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. I don't really like the character. I don't think you were supposed to. I don't think she pulled it off, to be honest. It was just a bit too slick, the way she was. A little too, yeah, like a caricature of what you would make this person. It didn't look difficult to do. Because when you take Jason Statham, Tyrese... Cox against Wingen. <laughs> they kind of fall into their roles. They seem natural in their roles of the tough guy and the down, the beaten down prisoners. I mean, they do find they fit that. Then you, she comes along, and she takes her bitchy, controlling, megala, whatever she is. You know, she's like godlike in her mind. She goes a little too far with that, and it's a bit too slick. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You don't ever get a feeling of her as a real person. No, exactly. She's just like. The, yeah, she's just the token warden woman who's you know she running to be the just show. Just a little more relaxed and a little less plastic. But apart from that, I like her. I mean, obviously, she's really good in other movies. But for me, it could have been anybody. It, even if that was a no-name person, it might have worked better. Sure. Uh, the third person's Ian McShane as coach. Um, Ian McShane. If you're British, you know who he is. If you're American, you would have been introduced to him from Deadwood on HBO. He's Al Al Swinjin. Swinjin. He's Swinjin. Yeah. So um. He said cocksucker all the time. So I call him cocksucking Swinjin. And and if you're British, you'll know him as Lovejoy in the '80s, which was a you would have probably liked Lovejoy to be honest. He was an antiques dealer. You know, solved crimes through the yeah through antiques. It was it's actually pretty fun to watch. I do watch a show like that. It's called Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, but they solve crimes. Oh, you don't even know. He never solved crimes all the time. (laughs) In Lovejoy, he didn't go. Uh, I've got this antique clock, you cocksucker. <laughs> when was this made? <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> um, and I'm neutral on him, to be honest. I really like him. I just think he's got a... Uh, in this, he was just nothing. In he this, was... he was Al Swingen. He was just... He was basically the guy from Deadwood in this. Yeah. Kind of the know-it-all, older... Greasy, uh, prison, <laughs> like, yeah. You know. The father figure. I like him. Car-fixing guy, but... British. Again, another person put in there just to give credibility to Yeah, him and Joan Allen were obviously the token, like, these are the people, you know, Statham as well, but those two especially, the older ones. Uh, Then there's Tyrese Gibson as Machine Machine Gun Joe Mason. I liked him. Um, I think he's all right. Um, I mean, I actually really liked, I thought he was fine. I thought it was fitted, suited, perfect. He was in, uh, what else was he in? 
He was in uh, Flight of the... Annapolis. Yeah. That was good. The Flight that of the... That was really good. I keep going to say Flight of the Concord, but the, you know, the one where, with Dennis Quaid where it crashes yes. down in the desert. He was in that one. Flight of the... Phoenix. Phoenix. Fast and the Furious 2. Mm, I didn't see that what one. I said about that one. I like Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Gift. Drift. Tokyo Gift? <laughs> I'm, I'm giddy for the anniversary celebration. Uh, and then we've got <laughs> Natalie Martinez as Elizabeth Case. Now, this is her first appearance. She's like this really hot um, Puerto Rican chick. Or I, I have no idea. She just looks like a woman uh, to I me. Think she's, well, she's like, Why do we have to classify her with a nationality? Why can't we say she's just a beautiful young Why lady? can't we classify her with a nationality? Why should we? She's just lovely. She's actually really lovely. She does a good job. She's not campy. She's not flighty she's not overly tough like we said we would hate to see like crappy michelle rodriguez I, I said, yeah i was thinking you know because this is a paul ws anderson film and he's used michelle rodriguez before michelle and she's rodriguez. she would actually fit in this part but i'm glad they didn't put oh, her i'm in. totally glad i don't think she would have fit. i don't think she was too she's too much of a because this girl's actually powder. sexy whereas michelle rodriguez is just tough and sweaty <laughs> she's always sweaty and this girl got a little sweaty and she was quite tough yeah. But she was lovely. Very curvy, which I like in a woman. Very nice lips. I concentrate on her lips a lot of times. In those sequences when I was getting a little bored, I'm like, I might as well look at the hot chick. That's what she's there she's for. She's a Cuban. Okay. Uh, she's also a spokesmodel for something. Um, it's her first movie. Yeah, first movie. And I think she did a good job. Spokesmodel for the J-Lo brand of perfume. And yes, she's there are token <laughs> chicks thrown in here purely for effect. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. But that's also part of the original, mm-hmm. and that that is one of the things they did carry over, and it works because they these are guys who are in prison, don't see many women, and these the viewers of the show exactly that's just the like idea. the viewers who watch WWE, this hot female wrestlers and NASCAR, in that too. And yeah, yeah. Where they put the, NASCAR, they have the women sat on the bonnets and the race skills yeah. and all the flags, so you know oh, it, how it, primitive it fits. Um, the director of the movie is Paul W S Anderson, who is not Paul Thomas Anderson. Obviously, you didn't say that. Even though some you people, some people go, oh yeah, that guy, he did uh, Magnolia. And it's not that guy. It's the guy who did Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil. Um, Alien vs. Predator, and Event Horizon. Really? Yes. He's quite interesting then, because uh, I didn't hate those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a reasonable... Uh, I didn't hate Alien vs. Predator. I liked it. I liked it for what it was. I liked Resident Evil a lot. So... He's not, he's developing. This is a much bigger scope, I think, than any of those. Seems he, like. Yeah, he um, he also did Shopping and Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you saw those two. Did you? Shopping? Yeah. from It's a British film from, like, the 80s. Uh, late night shopping. No, not that one. That was good. Um, but anyway, yeah, I like his style. He's he, um, The original Resident Evil movie, the first original... It's my favorite of that Resident Evil bunch. He doesn't have a stamp of any kind. I, I You couldn't tell me... I couldn't pick out his movies. You know how you can pick out certain directors' movies? You couldn't. It's a very, like you said, like an MTV kind of generational kind of look, but it's not him yet. Right. He does a few more and might come out with his own specific... He's, a, he's also got a beautiful uh, wife, and her name is Mila Jovovich. Still? They're divorced now, I think. Um, he's, according to IMDb, he's still married to her. I think it's recent. No, he got divorced. Um, Milojovic got divorced from Luke Besson, and then got with this guy. Yeah, but that was only like months ago. 
No, that was... No, it was months ago. It says they. <laughs> it says their child. Are we really doing e-Hollywood news now? Because who gives a shit? It says their child, Eva Anderson, was born on the 3rd of November 2007. Mm. Um, but anyway. But yeah, that's, that, I was thinking that's probably why Resident Evil movies have Miller in them. Unnecessarily, but possibly. And that's why she... That's her... Hers and his uh, production company. Um, okay. You? Uh, but yeah. Um, he's also doing a new movie, which is... He's a Mr. Video Game Movies. Mm. One of those guys. He's like, The next movie he's doing, which is 2009, is the movie of Spy Hunter, which is one of my favourite 8-bit video games back in the day. <laughs> so he's doing the movie adaptation of Spy Hunter. Which could be good because he could he did Death Race okay and you didn't don't know Spy Hunter no, um, just a car driving wasn't it? The game was yeah yeah it was the car driving up a so vertical. you get a lot of leeway with that one <laughs> you can make up anything you want yeah. and call it Spy Hunter yeah I thought that the Spy Hunter film was already made at some point with The Rock as the Spy Hunter but it never came out I don't know if this is that. Oh, this the is... The Rock is another guy who did action, 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 funny movie with the kid. Remember? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to happen. If you're action, action, like, action guy... It's like they belong to a club. We're going to do a bunch of high testosterone, ass-kicking movies, and then i got to do a movie with a kid. It's not. It's then I can eventually... Do a, then I can do a love story. Then i got to do some movie where I get injured in some way and I'm the sympathetic character. And then I can go back to... Eventually, ass. Disney approach you. Because it's usually Disney. The pacifier, the game plan... Uh, Mr. Nanny. Disney usually approach you and say, you're really tough, let's make you into a kid yeah. movie. <laughs> Soven you up. <laughs> oh, no, you you be tough, but in a kid movie. <laughs> be funny. And then... Flex your muscles and yeah. wear an apron. <laughs> so, you can expect that next year, probably. Jason Statham <laughs> is... <laughs> the passive... No, I don't know. I can't think I of a new know. one. Hmm. Mr. Nanny. No, he can't the be The wet Mr. nurse. <laughs> The first male wet nurse. That could be the... Uh... Yeah, something. Um, that sounds like a parna parna. <laughs> uh, so, DVD extras on this uh, Death Race. Yeah, we... let's move this thing along. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. No, we don't have to move this thing along. We've got plenty of time. Do you really it. want people falling asleep by the time this is over? If we think that movie got boring, this is not going to do that. People, people might make this last over two lunchtimes That's when true. they're on the treadmill. So, um... We got we looked at the Blu-ray version of Death Race. It comes in this nice slipcase, and it, you know, just the standard thing. Comes with a digital copy of the film that you can load on your blah 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 blah. We never use them. Um, it comes with two versions of the movie: the theatrical and the unrated. We watched the unrated. We can't tell you what the difference is between them, but we're we're going to go out on a limb and say yeah, not because it's a secret, because we don't know. It's just going to be more blood and guts. Yeah, I think that we saw. It's not more sex, for instance. There is no more. sex. There's not a lot of swearing, even really. I mean. The F even sw- even Swenjin. Swenjin? Um, Cocksucking Swenjin. Okay, so let's start with the high definition features. They start your engines making a death race, which is it's an on the set, what would you say, like a just that. Making it talking with the director and the people in the it's, movie. It's okay. It's yeah. pretty standard, right? Very standard. But And then there's behind the wheel dissecting. Makes you appreciate the effort. Behind the wheel dissecting the stunts is pretty much the same as the first one but dealing with the stunts it's obviously made by the same people showing you how the people drove the cars and then there's the feature commentary with paul ws anderson and producer jeremy bolt and that's only on the unrated version they don't do the commentary on the theatrical this 
DVD is D-Box Motion Enabled, which we, which we've talked about before. If you've got hydraulic seats in your theatre or whatever, this <laughs> this supports that. Crazy. Sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, and D-Box is when you plug your DVD in, it gets some little code off, and then you watch the movie, and it shakes your chair and moves your chair in sync. Yeah, with and the it machine. costs about twenty thousand dollars to install, so it's <laughs> it's not it's not for average. It's oh for somebody with a with a you know millionaires and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they just plunk it on there like anybody's <laughs> going to use it. P Diddy will be going. Yeah, it's D Box. We got D Box. Fabulous. Um, wow. Most of the people. P Diddy's a funny example for you to just come up. I, with I just feel that head. somebody like P Diddy or Jay Z have probably got <laughs> ultimate home theaters. You know, I mean, why not? They've got gazillion dollars. Why not someone like Clint Eastwood? I don't think Clint. He's got more money. Brad Pitt's got more money. If Clint sat in a D box chair now, and he was rattled around to his movie, it would rattle him to death. Come on. (laughs) So, so then there's also um, U control, which is actually I think U I think Universal's U control. We used to be a bit down on it. I'm still down on it. I still think it's stupid. Well, I just okay. That's your opinion. My opinion is it, it used to be really sparse the actual content you got. So like. It might go three chapters of the movie without you seeing anything. Well, it seems that they've put more content in there, so you don't go more than a few minutes without anything happening. So in this movie, there's picture-in-picture. Picture. It's not the same as the documentary you get. It's new stuff. On the scene, on the set, uh, interviews with the director, interviews with the stars, all while the movie's playing in a cool you know in a box yeah i'm not gonna get swayed over time um it's not gonna creep into my head that it's a good idea they need to be extras on a menu that you can pick and choose and that's it and it also has uh this thing called tech specs where you can bring up this overlay over the movie and like i can choose jason statham for instance or one of the cars but i chose jason statham to look at his tech specs and what i learned from this feature is jason statham is six foot two and weighs 210 pounds (laughs) And that that's the only thing I remember. But yeah, you can look at the specs of all the characters, all the cars, see the weapons. It's just a, it's basically like a web page over the top, isn't mm-hmm. it? But it looks good. Um, Useless. If you want to get into the minutia of the movie, then it's fine. If you're a big fan. Um, then there's the Blu-ray live features, which... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, we review a lot of Blu-ray discs. And the only Blu-ray live portion of discs that we ever have problems with is Universal Discs for some reason. We get this little thing comes up pretty much every time. And it says, our Blu-ray live feature has been updated. You need to download. This will take a while depending on your player and internet connection. We have a fast internet connection and a PS3. So the bar gets about three quarters, well, no, a quarter of the way and then stops and then nothing happens. It resets back to the menu. Now... This isn't all the time. Sometimes it will update itself and we'll look at the stuff. Twice it has worked. So this time it didn't work, but what we promised in there, and this ties in with the competition a little bit later, is there's something called My Movie Commentary in the Blu-ray Live, which is be the announcer, show off your sports casting skills by recording your own race play-by-play video and then share it with your buddies on BD Live. You can create your own movie commentary as well. So there's that feature which I'm going to mention for the... There's also my chat, which we haven't seen yet, which I assume is what the update's for, which is an instant messenger, that you can talk to people who have got any other, not just this movie, any other Universal Blu-ray disc in. 
At that particular moment. At that particular moment. <laughs> it will pop, you know, if you pop it up, it'll say friends are online. You can talk to them just like AOL or whatever, you know, or MSN. Um, for me, completely useless because I can just sit with my laptop on my knee and If do I don't want to speak to anyone while I'm watching a movie, why the hell would I want to no. chat? No, yeah, them? not at all. Uh, only, only application I can see is, I've already seen this movie and so has my friend, but we want to, like, talk about a specific scene we both put it in our players and we bring up the chat thing and we go, do you like this scene? But we can do that over the telephone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. There's, um, and that's it pretty much for the extras. We're going to, um, do you think that's a decent amount of extra? I think it's pretty good. It's a good disc. In um, I'll be honest with you. This is one of those movies that I don't, I didn't need to see or experience any extras. I don't mind them. But on some movies, I'm really curious. Now, the only good thing was seeing some of the car action, how they got cars to do what they did. That was cool. But I didn't need any um, accessories for this movie. No, not me neither. And But I've got to say that the picture and sound are actually exceptional on this disc. Really oh, good. Yeah, like. really good. And, the sound uh, is like really when there's gunfire. And it's it's, like, bing, 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 it's bing, one bing, of those bing. ones like uh, Doomsday and the Hulk where you completely notice sound around you. Yeah. Which... Doesn't happen in all movies. It doesn't happen in Ghost Town, for instance. But it's not going to, is it? No. But in this kind of movie, if you can hear gunshots pinging behind you, I always think it's a success. And the image was really good too. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's a letterboxed movie, but you know, it was very. And it's good. dark, but it's also very clear and very very high contrast. It seemed to me yeah. like. And and one thing I wanted to mention: the whole movie has this color correction added to it. So it's not that your TV. There's nothing wrong with your TV, but everything's grey and blue. And then when you see the extras and they're actually filming the... Yeah. You say, oh, wow, it's really colourful in that dot land. But that in the movie, it isn't. But that's a colour correction added to make things seem gloomier than they are, I well, guess. Most movies have that, but that but this one's very. Well. It's very... Um, when you put it in and you might be going, is my colour right? Because it actually Muted. looks... Muted. Yeah, yeah, like they pulled the colour out of it. But I actually like that style. And that's something I said to you. There was There's scenes that don't take place there that come across particularly well. Because they're more colourful than the, mm-hmm. you know. So that's uh, the movie Death Race, and we also covered a little bit of Death Race yeah. 2000. Uh, that's from our friends at Universal, and Death Race 2000 you can also get on DVD, that's from Disney, which is really weird. That is weird. <laughs> it's not really... It's not, when you watch, it's when not watching a family-friendly it, kind of This isn't like, a Disney movie. No. I know they have different divisions, but this, seriously. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks to Universal, I say... Uh, this one's a real hard one for me. When we say rent it or buy it. I would buy it, actually. I wouldn't. No, but for me, you know when I said earlier I would watch it again? I totally would. Jason Statham's enough to pull me in. It's cars, it's women. You'd spend 30 bucks on a movie that you might watch again. You could probably get this for 20. 20's too much. And I, I would. Spend, I'd spend five to rent it or so. There's no, not, not a mite on this one. I actually would watch this one again. It's one of those ones... A specific mood strikes me. Like, I want to see... You know Fast and the Furious? I know it's not genius <laughs> movie making. But there's a time where I want to watch it, you know? Yeah. I want to watch cars and big boobed women and <laughs> loud music. And We have a car and my boobs are not small. So, there you go. You live with that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have a Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 41 and I'm, I'm not... I'm not a sexy, voluptuous young no. woman. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> it's enough. not quite the Now same. I know where I stand. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's a time and a place for Death Race, and I would plug it in again. So for me, it's a buy. For you, it's a rent. I totally rent, yeah. Okay, so we're... In these day and age, I'm not spending that kind of cash on a movie like that, no. 
Okay, so thank thank you to Universal. Now, what we're going to do now is a... Bef- should we do the contest first? Because it's actually... Then we can leave yeah, Death yeah, Race yeah. behind us. Yeah. Okay, so this contest isn't our contest. It's Universal's contest. But we wanted to draw attention to it because it's to do with this Blu-ray disc. So if you get a copy of the Blu-ray disc... It has Blu-ray live features on it that we couldn't get to work, but hopefully you can, so you can win something. Well, this is, this is starting off really well. Yeah, well, hopefully some, hopefully the other... Anyway, once they get through to the Blu-ray live, if you record your own commentary in the record your own commentary section on one of the races, and you submit it, I, I don't ask me how it works, but it, mm. it, it, it apparently works. They'll figure it out. You submit, you submit your commentary. So you do a cool commentary for one of the races, basically. It could be, like... Serious or funny or whatever. Now, the director, Paul W.S. Anderson, is going to be judging these commentaries. And the best one is going to win, on February the 1st, a 52-inch plasma TV and a PlayStation 3. Good prize? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Pretty good. I wouldn't mind winning it myself if I could get it to work. Anyway, um, you've got until February the 1st to enter can enter on the Blu-ray disc by using this feature, or you can go to its HTTP colon slash slash. until February 1st, and he's going to announce the winner, I think? No, he's going to announce the winner after the fact, okay. but you've got until the 1st. To, okay. But um, you can go to the website at HTTP colon slash slash universalhighdef.com slash deathrace for more details. Just wanted to bring your attention to that one. Because who doesn't want to win a big TV and a PS3? Okay. Um, so... This will be our, because this is our 52nd year show, we're going to do a special, well, a couple of special things, actually. The first thing being our, we're going to look back on 2008, all the the 52 movies we reviewed, and pick five each. Well, we Mm -hmm. was going to, when I picked my five, and then you said, I'd pick 14, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) So, no, you're going to pick five too, right? I'll try. So... Should we? Should we do? The, I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. You do one. No, you do your five, and then. Uh, okay, I'm going to go in reverse order then on my five. Yes. There's so, yours. so these are actually movies that we reviewed and podcasted on. So, if you, if there's any of these you're interested in, you can go back and listen to the podcast when we talked about them. So, my number five. Now these are describe what we're what we're measuring here. Your actual favorite movies. Of the your ones best we reviewed. experience, your best DVD overall. Best, what, I, looked at all, I looked at all 52 movies that we reviewed, podcast, the big list. And I, it took me a while to think about it, actually, because I had to go through them. And I picked the five movies that, in overall everything, are the ones to absolutely buy from last year to have in your collection. So DVD and Blue movie Red. combination. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For me, it was the movie only. The movie that... For me, it's both. The movies gave me the best experience. I also measured, like, you know, whether it was a real good Blu-ray disc. Okay. These were, too. Um, So my number five movie from last year is Iron Man. Mm -hmm. The Blu-ray, the two-disc Blu-ray edition. I I wasn't expecting much from it, and I thought it was brilliant. When I talk about movies that I'll put in again, Iron Man is really high up there. It's, It's, you know, it's stupid. It's a superhero movie. It's flashy. It, I don't think it, it's stupid, but... Well, you know, it's not... Yeah. It's not. It's totally fun, though. Absolutely fun. And Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is it's genius. I think he was to- the best casting you... You know, I didn't... 
expect much from it in general, but I would buy it. And now my fourth movie is The Dark Knight, another superhero movie. Absolutely, I thought Iron Man was going to be... When we saw Iron Man and I said to you, that's just like the best superhero movie you could get. How could you beat that this year? The Dark Knight pretty much... Topped it. What? You keep slapping your leg, and I think you're going to hear that. Oh, you won't hear it. No. <laughs> um, you won't. Yeah, you don't hear that. Uh, but anyway, The Dark Knight, I think, tops Iron Man. Oh, right. Are you no opinions on my movies at all? I'm going to tell you when I. You, oh, oh, you know. Are you duplicating some of them, maybe? Um, yes, couple. My number three movie of last year is the Blu ray disc release of uh, Dark City. Now, I'd not seen Dark City until I saw it last year, and it's a movie from 10 years ago or whatever. I think it's an amazing movie. And I, think I think that enhanced the experience a lot, really, to be honest. Yeah, if I'd have seen it before, it might not have been, but I'd never seen it. I thought the story was amazing. I thought the Blu-ray disc was amazing. I thought the whole thing was... It was almost like I'd, I was watching... I Like I'd found a, a movie that was only just made. Right, It was right. new, like to me. I mean, everybody else had seen it in the world, but right. to me it was like, wow, I wonder if everybody else has seen this. And when you ask them, oh yeah, I saw that. It was no, no good. They usually say. <laughs> now, my number two movie... Which is an odd choice, probably, because most people really don't like this movie. But it's number two for me of all the movies I saw on Blu-ray disc and DVD last year. And it's Doomsday, which... I agree. It's was good just, like, balls-out action, zombies, knights in armour. <laughs> um, Hot chick kicking ass. Yeah, a bit of everything. Cannibalism. Um, bit of everything mixed together, all genre-type stuff, like horror-y... Um, absolutely. And we both love zombie movies. Absolutely action packed, start to finish. Really amazing soundtrack, 80s music. Yeah, it was or, good, really good. Um, but my overall number one movie of last year. <laughs> there's also another one, you know, because we couldn't have more than five. And No, I didn't know that, but. Well, let me. Alright, let's. on this list? No, well, let me have two at the top then. Okay, your top two are equal. Yeah. Um,. Well, we didn't podcast this movie, but it was That's from fine. last year. But we we did review it. I mean, we... <laughs> okay, my top two movies of last year, and these you must have in your collection, in my opinion, if you've not seen them. There Will Be Blood, Paul Thomas Anderson's amazing movie about the oil rush um, starring Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Very. Daniel Plainview. Um, brilliant movie, totally... I don't know. I could. It, yeah, there's no way. It's hard it's, to explain. It's one of those movies that's way up. And there. second one, No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah, on yeah, Blu-ray totally, disc. totally. Another, both, very similar in terms of quality. That, you know, some people, some people would say they're like boring movies. That they yeah, but they're storytelling yeah. genius in my mind, and I can say that with confidence because I am strung along with both of those movies minute by minute by minute. I love them. Both. So if you need to buy some movies from last year, and they're probably cheaper now, aren't they? Let's yeah, put, sure. Uh, there will be blood. No country for old men. Doomsday, Dark City, The Dark Knight, and Iron Man. Those, those are my picks. Okay. Well, I'll put them in the show notes. Do you have a least favorite of the year? Yeah, I do. 10,000 BC. <laughs> no doubt. I, I had to remind you of that, because I'm like, you should have a worst, or five worst, or I have seven worst, but you picked the one with 10,000 BC. Okay, I will pick just my five. I don't think it's fair, because I have 14, and I think they're all I told worthy. you five, and you picked 14. What the hell? I don't do what you tell me. Come on. Okay. So my top five, from number five up, number five would be Son of Rambo. And the way I pick these movies is, as I'm watching these movies, 
Is it something new, different, thrilling to me that I am completely captivated by almost every minute? And when it's over, I'm like, oh, God, that was that was fantastic. I loved it. So that's my gauge. Nothing to do with the DVD or the quality of the picture or anything. Son of Rambo, which I think is one of those unique, smallish, kind of uplifting, quirky-ish, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what your opinion of it is, but that was my number five. Son of Rambo. I did like it. And then, I, yeah, I did like it. And then I moved to something completely different, which is on your list, Doomsday. Doomsday is my number four, because I really loved it. Doomsday, I felt like that was on a massive adventure. Universally, people really dislike it. I have no idea why. I think it seems if you too many if things. we talk about everything out of context, yes. It's like they're trying too hard to be to throw too many things at you. But I got hooked into the story so soon. That I was willing to go anywhere with it, and I just loved it. So, and I really yeah. like this leading lady. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And then my number three is "There Will Be Blood" because I found it captivating, and I did not want it to be over, and I didn't want the story to end, and I just loved it. Loved it. I loved Casey, or um, not Casey, um, the guy who played the other guy opposite him, the weird preacher kid guy. Ugh, he creeped me out, and I loved that about the guy him. from a uh, girl next door. Was he? Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. And then number two is a, maybe another surprise one. Maybe people don't like this one, but Sweeney Todd. I Sweeney loved Todd that movie. I watched it when I was. I had it with me, and I watched it when I went on my trip. I watched it twice, and I was I was watching it with headphones on on my laptop, which has crappy picture, crappy sound, and I fell in love with it. And then we watched it again, and I just, I could watch it right now. I just love that movie, and I have no idea why. And my number one is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward, whatever his name was. Robert Ford. Robert Ford. Mm. Yeah, that was my by number one. By the coward, one. whatever his name was. <laughs> the coward. <laughs> my favorite movie, and I don't know the name. That was my number one because I remember watching that with just sort of this live, this weird awe of the way it was made and the look of it and the story. And Casey Affleck was amazing. Um so that was my top five. Now, also in my top, you know, you can, are you looking at the rest of my list? Because, like, Gone Baby Gone was fantastic. Uh, Michael Clayton, the yeah, s- smart they, people. They would have all been in my, if I'd have had more than five. The Diving Bell. <laughs> huh? The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Um, in the Valley of Allah. I mean, all those, they're amazing. Smart you know? people, not so much. No, I, you know why I put that on there? Smart people, because we don't see a lot of, Kind of quality, comedy, romantic. That in real but... life was... I like that one. But... Oh, yeah. Well, see, I didn't like it as much. But I yeah. thought Smart People was kind of a fun ride to go on with this these group of people. And I liked it. Um, well, it, it was number 13. And then um, my worst ones. Okay, my number one worst, I think, was One Missed Call. Cause, see, I would have rather watched One Missed Call 10... A uh, hundred thousand times. Ten thousand times. Then watch 10,000 BC once. <laughs> Not me. And Jumper was right up there with my least favorite. And then, of course, I give honorable mention to a few that I think kind of transcend the best well, of the worst. Well, actually, when I was saying that, uh, you know, like, I'm usually the one who deals with video and audio quality. If you had to choose, like, one Blu-ray disc if you wanted to show off stuff from 2008... It's one that isn't in my top five, because, you know, 
Is this what I'm about to say? You're about to ruin my... What I'm no, I'm just going to gonna say... say uh, well, just say yours then. I'm yeah. Because <laughs> my I'm honorable mention... I'm not going to ruin it, but the best blue... Well, my honorable mention, because they're... They're, I just don't think you can put them on the list. But Nightmare Before oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, looked excellent. It was, it was a fun movie, fantastic fun, and The Godfather. Uh, and Wally. And Wally, because I think it's not my favorite movie, but it looked cool, and I really enjoyed but, it. I would watch it again. But what um, is really weird about this is those three movies are probably the best three Blu-ray dish you could have from last year. Really? Godfather, Restoration. You've never seen The Godfather look that good. But you've never seen The Godfather look that good, but that doesn't mean it still doesn't look like a crispy, clean, perfect new... It still is pretty... It's pretty amazing, I think. If um, you know the history of it, for sure. The name... Yeah, and especially if you look at that extra, where, where it yeah, shows totally. you how it really looks. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas is an amazing Blu-ray disc. It looks... It looks in... Because most of it's dark, yeah, it still looks brilliant. Especially the scene with the... We said it before, with the um, ultraviolet lights... The weird oogie yeah. boogie monster. <clears throat> and Wally, stunning. Looks so All three of those, if you need one to show off. Audio. Those are my honorable mention, but not necessarily my favorite movies of the year, but, you know. Um, okay, I so think we had some similarities. Doomsday, um, There Will Be Blood. So we'll do this each year, and uh, next year, end of two, you know, this time next year, we'll do this for the whatever, whatever we saw this year. But now we have upcoming movies. Now, I thought I'd put together a list of movies of 2009. This isn't a comprehensive list. This is just ones that stood out to me that maybe people will be excited to see. And like myself, people might not even know are coming up this year. Because I read some of these and I was like, no way, that's coming out this year. <laughs> anyway, number one is Star Trek. Now, I'm not a big Trekkie. I don't live long and prosper or anything <laughs> like that. Well, let's hope. Uh, I can't do the thing with my fingers. But this one actually looks interesting to me. It's a, it's um, directed by J.J. Abrams, who directed Mission Impossible 3 um, and Alias. Um, it's the original Star Trek series, but modernised up. Redone. The, the story of Captain Kirk, basically. Right. It follows Captain Kirk. Looks. I've seen the trailer. It looks fun. It's coming very soon. Uh, the second one is Quentin Tarantino's new movie, The Inglorious Bastards, which Quentin Tarantino's the man as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Anything that he does, I'm Speaking going... of directors who put their stamp on their movies, that's one of those people that yeah. when you watch his movies, you know. Anything he puts out, I will go to the theatre to see. I mean, and, and you would lick his ass if he walked in this room right now. <laughs> no. But anyway, Inglorious Bastards is his... It's a war movie. It stars Brad Pitt... It's Quentin Tarantino, enough said, really. Uh, number three is Public Enemies, which is uh, Michael Mann's new movie. Uh, Michael Mann, always quality. This stars Johnny Depp and Christian Bale, and it's a gangster movie, like a 20s, 30s gangster, oh, prohibition-type right. gangster movie. Michael Mann, can't lose, I don't think. No, I haven't so far. You never know. Um, then there's Sherlock Holmes. Directed by Guy Ritchie and starring Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. Sounds like a winning thing to me. Uh, these are just movies I make. When I read about them, I was like, okay, I want to see these movies. Big. If you want to see a big summer movie, people are going to laugh at this one. But I think I would... If It's, it's probably going to be out around my birthday, so I think this would be a nice <laughs> birthday treat. Transformers 2. Yeah. Transformers. I bloody love it. I know it's a kid's thing and all that, but I just think it's good. 
like a technical achievement in special effects or whatever. I don't know. It's, I believe there was robots at the end of it. You just like it because it's fun. Um, Watchmen. Interesting thing about Watchmen. It's one of the people who are comic book lovers will say it's one of the best comics ever. It's been in the long time being made into a movie. Warner Brothers have made it into a movie. It's ready to be released. Fox have come forward and said, we actually own the rights to that movie. There's some right. big war thing going on. So whether we will see that this year or not, I'm sure it's going to be one to look forward to. I mean, we might not see it till next year. Um, uh, X-Men, Ori- X-Men Origins, Wolverine, is coming out this summer. Nice. Wolverine's probably the best X-Men as far as I'm concerned. Don't you think? Um, Maybe. I like Hugh Jackman. I mean, Hugh Jackman's back in, you know, playing the role. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Terminator Salvation, the brand new Terminator movie starring Christian Bale as John Connor. Really? Mm. Holy cow. That'll be good. <laughs> you don't know that. Well, you know. You don't know I, that. I, I even like Terminator 3, to be honest. Yeah. I Terminator in general, I just like it. So, you know, bring, bring it on, Terminator 4. I'll watch it. Um... Land of the Lost. Do you remember the old <gasps> 70s? Do I remember it? Oh my god, the father and the kids and they go over the thing and they land okay. with the... Big big Hollywood remake of that. Will Ferrell as the father. Oh, it's going to D- be one of those. Danny McBride is in it. You hate him? I do. Okay, enough said. Um, oh, so why is that one to look forward to? Well, you know, I, I like Will Ferrell, obviously. I think it could be fun. Yeah, but if they make it farcical, then I'm just going to have to go there and... I think it'll be one that protest. I think it'll be one that we possibly review this year. I could see it coming up. But it doesn't mean it'll be good. <laughs> I didn't say these would be good. I said these are ones that you might be you might not even know are coming out, right? You didn't know? No. Under Lost. Okay. Up is coming out this summer, the new Pixar movie. You oh, might yeah, have seen yeah. the trailer for it. Looks interesting. You don't really know what it's about, but Up, new Pixar movie. It's a Pixar movie every year now it seems. Um about. Yeah, so you know, it's probably going to be a hit no matter what. Uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I must admit, I don't really watch them. I don't really care. I go by, in this sense, I'm going to go by what my nephew says. He's 12 and he thinks they're too old. <laughs> yeah, well, I did see the trailer for this. it really turns him off. And he's like a 25-year-old now, nearly. He doesn't want to no, see grown-ups playing kids. Yeah, he doesn't like it. It just seems a bit weird to him now. So yeah. He says he'd rather read the books and don't make any more movies. That would be fine with him. Now, that's a kid who loved the first two or three movies. Oh, he was obsessed with He was obsessed with the games, and he'd even take the video games, he said, of each movie. That'd be fine. But if they're going to keep putting grown-ups in the kid roles, he does thinks it is and these And Daniel Radcliffe is not a kid anymore. And, it, no. and they're really pushing it. And I said to Austin, our nephew, the other day, is this Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince the last Harry Potter then? He goes, no, no, there's two more after that. <laughs> so I'm like, so when the very final one's made, Daniel Radcliffe's going to be 38. <laughs> be a grandpa. Like, yeah, with a beard and stuff. <laughs> and he'll still be in school. So they're I, stunting his growth. I don't, so they keep I, I, I don't I get the feeling that he's not going to hmm. be in it all. And then they'll switch actor near the end and then it'll spoil it all. Because they've switched the actor. Um, and then finally... This one's a smaller movie that I wanted to throw in there, and it's called Julie and Julia. And it's the true story of Julia Child, who's a famous cook in, a TV cook in America. And she's, and she's being played by Meryl Streep. Nice. Uh, I, I think even, that'll be good. I think that'll be good, because I Of really all like, those, that's the one I'm most interested in. Yes, and obviously there's more movies than that. <laughs> For me, Inglorious Bastards. Who knows, though? 
with you know. No, that might be the all that's coming out. That might be it. But Inglorious Bastards and a bunch of porn. There'll be a bunch of porn and those. Yeah, <laughs> Julie and Julia and Julie. Julie and Julia is not a porn. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> um, so that's you know things to look forward to in 2009. There'll be a lot more, I'm sure, things that we don't even know about yet. Um, of course. And there's also tonight. It's just ended. Is the Golden Globes? Um, I think we might talk about the Golden Globes next week. Okay. Um, because by next week's podcast, the Oscar nominations will have also come about. So we'll talk about. Then we can awards. we can we can tell everybody the Oscar nominees and then see where they stacked up in the um, Golden Globe awards. Um, so yeah, we'll do that next week. So next week's review will be Swing Vote on Blu-ray. Um, do I have to give a synopsis now? No, oh. it's a. It's the new. <laughs> I thought that was the new feature. Me giving a synopsis of next week's. movie. No, next week's movie Swing Voice, the new Kevin Costner movie. We'll just leave it at that, and we'll watch that next week. Um, okay, so games and a scully stuff. World of Goo. We said we'd mention it last yep. week. You've played it a little yep. bit. We'll go I love it. Independent game on the PC. I love it. It's really fun. It's uh, it's challenging. It's just a puzzle game where you take these little balls of goo and make um, tracks to the pipe that's going to suck up. I don't know the story. I haven't really paid that close attention. I'm assuming there's something to do with... Corporation. There's a corporation and you're sucking up balls and of goo and snot and stuff. Oh, is this and- a bono? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> They're body parts. No. No, it's just black balls of goo and green balls of goo and little balls of snot and there's puzzles where you have to link them together and sometimes there's wind and sometimes there's big big holes to get over and it's just it's just a puzzle game there's nothing more to it it's fun it's easy and and it's easy i don't mean it's easy like it's easy i mean it's like it plays easy it's easy to get when i just go into it and play i think you can get it for about ten dollars as well off steam so it's not it's not even an expensive game anybody can get it it's a piece it runs pretty much on any pc and again the 12 year old nephew loves it yeah bit difficult for him i think he kind of no 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 it's not difficult he just he likes to kind of back away from stuff and then try again so yeah world of goo um i loaded up the new microsoft operating system this week windows 7 on my um pc we in fact we're recording this podcast on windows 7 we'll see how it goes um it's i'm sure the listening audience will notice the difference <laughs> no well you won't, you're not going to notice the difference in that but anyway this is uh microsoft's first beta of windows 7 it's available to the public it was supposed to be limited to 2.5 million people, but I think they've lifted that restriction because they had some problems with the servers, so they're letting anybody download a copy. You download a copy from Microsoft.com slash Windows 7. You download the ISO, you burn it to a DVD, and then you install it as you would any other operating system on your PC. Now, what's different about this from other Microsoft betas is it is pretty much a finished product. I mean, yes, there's going to be some tweaking and stuff, but... You know, I wouldn't load a beta on my primary machine if I didn't know it was going to work properly. And like I said to you, I've had no issues. It just Except for Skype. And the the fix for Skype was to get the new Skype beta, the mm. 4.0 version. It works perfectly fine. So that works. Um, there's nothing. What didn't work was when you tried to install yeah. it over the top okay. of Vista, like it told you you could, and every other time Windows tells you it can. And it, it can't. never does. Yeah. Never okay. Does. It does work, but then you get all these weird issues. Anyway. I had Vista 64-bit. That's what I was running before this. The 64-bit version of Vista. 
So I got the 64-bit version of Windows 7 and did the upgrade process. It took about two hours. It was fine. It all came to the desktop, but then things just started crashing all over the place. Like, I'd open something, and then it'd say, there's an error, and then it opens up and say, it's an error. So then I reformatted and put it on fresh, and I've absolutely had no issues with it. Nothing. Not not one thing. So, to me, that's a pretty good beta, because, like, yeah. if it can run on a machine that's recording Working podcasts... and doing, doing stuff 24-7. All the time, recording stuff, recording TV... Um, it's prettier than Vista slightly. It's very much faster and uses less memory. People are going to like that. To me, it doesn't really matter. I've got four gigabytes of memory in there. I never fill memory up anyway. But um, I see it as... It's not a huge step over Vista, to be honest. I mean, you can look at Vista and you can look at this. It look very similar, don't mm-hmm. it? It's not a huge step over. It's slightly prettier, like I say, and faster. If it's if it's a $300 upgrade, I wouldn't be paying that. For right. It. But we'll see. We'll see how much it costs when it comes out, and if they give Vista users a break and let us have it for ten dollars, <laughs> probably not. Oh, you think just because Bill left, they're going to like give away shit for free? Yeah. So coming to the end of our podcast, this has been. Uh, we're, we're only on an hour and twenty minutes. It wasn't as. Yeah. Uh, What's well, for dinner? We had Subway. And we're going to be having Subway again, probably. We are, and I got some ice cream. There S'mores flavor ice cream. Um, <laughs> that was like an anticlimactic. That's our anniversary dinner. <laughs> I asked you what you wanted. You said Subway. I said that's what I thought I wanted until that's what happened. Yeah. And no well, it's not our anniversary. Out. No, not our anniversary. No, no, anniversary no. of the podcast. Yes, exactly. Our anniversary is Groundhog Day. Yeah, and you know what? This year, funnily enough, if you wanted to get me a present for my <laughs> anniversary, Groundhog Day comes out on Blu-ray disc. Nice. With extras that have never you been... You mean if you wanted to give me something for our anniversary? Because I'm the one who thought of Groundhog Day. How about you wanted to get... <laughs> How come I, I get it and bite you and you bite me? <laughs> then we have two copies. Uh, anyway. I've already got it on every possible device I think I have, so I can watch it in a So have I. Place. I've actually got it in... We have like a little home theater PC in the bedroom, and it's on there. I, I can switch it on any time I want. Um, but yeah, I would like I would like it. It's our movie. <laughs> Um, Maybe so, we should do a mail-in day like they do on... Um, yeah, so cool if you right? want to buy us a nice... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. No, um, I don't want to get stuff in the mail. That's dangerous. You never know wh- where it's been. Cool dude, or they just open up stuff and you're like, No, don't open it, don't eat that, it. That's don't a bag full of jism. <laughs> don't put that sucker in your mouth. Oh, they do as well. That's nasty. Yeah, this is, this is some YouTube um, dudes who... Who have got a P.O. box and they say on this YouTube program that they do oh we've got this P.O. box you just send us stuff and we'll open it on air so they go on YouTube and they open it and they open it and they go oh look a bag of candy and start eating it and I'm <laughs> and like, like oh no, that's semen it's semen poison. candy <laughs> um, so yeah I want to remind everybody about the websites ascoli.com sidtalk.com and twitter.com and this would be like www.twitter.com slash ascoli or the same slash sidtalk if you want to follow us on Twitter. I actually do updates throughout the week now on Twitter. Just random... Bu- I do too. Random bullshit, I like to say. Nice. You know, but... This week I gave you a link to how to get Windows 7. You might not have known where to get it from. And I Twitter just, like, really brilliant bits of advice and an amazing life experience. And I like to call mine random bullshit. <laughs> um, I have a little of that. We also have uh, Facebook.com 
We're a little bit harder to find on Facebook.com because I'm not a Scully, obviously. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want. Anything. But I do have a group on Facebook. Oh, yeah. for this podcast after the show. Yeah, after the. So if you, you go on, if you go on Facebook and type in after the show podcast, you'll find our group. Yeah, you yeah. can join our group if you're a Facebook member. Um, you can also get this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed on Ascoli.com. Click on podcast at the top. Listen to all fifty-two in a row. Sure. If you want. <laughs> you get a lot of time on and you can email- I love catching up with podcasts that I just find. And then when I'm all I caught up, I'm all disappointed. I do too. I'm invite- like, oh, crap. I've got to wait a week? I find them. See, like, say I've stumbled across hours, for instance. I was just a person who... I would listen to the entire thing. Oh, yeah. I'm Starting obsessive. from number one. I'm yeah. obsessive. So do I. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can email feedback to aschooly at aschooly.com. And I want to say, stay classy and here's to another year. We'll be nice. doing. We'll be doing... Podcast 104, and uh, we'll be doing the same thing. Uh, yes, correct. And I want to say think for yourself. And even though you're listening to us review movies, you know, everybody's full of shit and everyone has their own opinion. Even so us. Think for yourself. Don't, you know, don't like a movie because someone tells you to. Like it because you like it. And if you don't like it, don't like it. That's fine. And we'll be back next week with our review of Swing Vote. And if I say it's good, obviously it's good, right? Wrong. Ha <laughs> ha.